Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Yeah, I believe you can do it better unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it's testimony time. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe a place like this, we must have more testimonies. Amen. Let's welcome upstage. Testimony coming speedily. Amen. Let's pray over the offering. And we have a menstrual to minister before the man of God takes the pulpit. Amen. Father, we thank you for the seeds that we are about to receive. Bless it and sanctify it for your good use. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? Hallelujah. Put your hands together again for Sister Efua to bless our hearts. Amen. Jesus, or in all of you be 
when all I will do is forever, forever worship you, and I can only imagine, and I can only imagine, surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel, will I dance for you, if you be still, will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees, will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine, yeah. And I can only imagine. And I can only imagine. When all I will do is forever, forever worship you, and I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Hallelujah. I can only imagine. I can only imagine when one day I'll be at her graduating ceremony. Amen. Hallelujah. I can only imagine one day I will officiate her wedding. I can only imagine. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I can only imagine. Hallelujah. What proud mother. I can only imagine that one day I'll be standing there and they will call her name for the prizes. I can only imagine. What a beautiful ministration. Amen. Young man. That's it. He knows his way. The guy exactly knows his church. He knows when to start moving. It's better than most of you adults. He knows exactly what to get out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, the heat is on. We got to work on it. Okay. At least it will keep you awake so that you won't sleep. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. Okay, a few announcements before I preach. Shh, don't forget the carnival mass outreach, July 29th. Everybody, come out. July 29th, we are going for outreach. Amen. Is it a good thing to do? It's a good policy. Amen. Everybody, July 29th, mark your calendars free. We are going to win souls for the Lord. Amen. And then uh, I said about donations for Mr. Sims. I gave you two weeks. Today is the deadline. So, Prince, after church, there's a box here. You need to show me the box. Okay? Just put your money in your envelope. Put it in right there. Amen. Don't forget. And then, um, the same, Carnival of Stars. Children are supposed to register. Hallelujah. From the ages of um, 9, 9 to 8, 17, 18. Please register. I heard something about fundraiser. You need money? Uh huh. That's what it is about. We are trying to send our children for the Carnival of Stars and for the, for the saved church from the ages of, I think, 8, rather, right? it's not 9. And um, some of them need some sponsorship. Some people have a lot of children, so they need help. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. And you should help. Amen. Please, seriously. Where's the fundraising going to? Who's it going to? They're going to send Pastor Davis. Please, we need money to help the children go to camp. Amen. If you have one child, you've already paid. You can pay for an extra child. Pay. If you have no child, you pay. You are sowing the seed. One day you have many children. The prophecy you believe is a prophecy that will happen to you. Hallelujah. So please, how much? Anything you can give. Oh, But just give something substantial. You know, if you start giving $5, $10, it will take us a long time to get there. (laughs) Hallelujah. So when? This Sunday and next Sunday, you want to give, just please, Lady Pastor Anita, $100, Believe God. Believe God that one day $1,000 will not become a problem for you. I said, believe it. It will be changed. And I will prefer you to pray with a post up, lifted hands. Obviously, the hands must be holy. And pray without doubting or wrath. Don't pray in anger. Don't pray with unforgiveness in your heart. And then, without doubting, without doubting is that don't pray a prayer you don't believe. If you don't believe, why are you praying? If you don't believe it, don't pray. And I was saying in the earlier service, even as a pastor, People have asked me to pray for them. And me, myself, I don't, this thing, I don't, I don't believe it. So, why don't you ask me? I don't even believe it. So I, I'm a bit, I'll give you some, like a second answer, because I don't believe in it. And I hate to pray a prayer I don't believe in. Amen. So if you don't believe in it, don't pray. Hallelujah. That's why I shared the, the lost prayer. They, or Jesus told us, for example, he said, Look, forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our trespasses. So, if you don't believe in forgiving somebody, why bother to pray? You don't believe it. Or you don't want to, then why bother? See, don't pray a prayer you don't believe in it. Are you hearing me? And number two, I'm just recommend, number two, don't pray with somebody who does not believe in your prayer. It's a total waste of your time. The person does not believe in your prayer. Why do you pray with him? It's a wasted effort. Because the Bible Bible said that if two shall agree, if what? So the person does not agree with you. Don't pray. Even if it's your husband or your wife. And the person does not believe that we should buy this car. You think we should buy this car, but she does not believe in that car. Honey, come, let's pray about the car. Even the way she got up. Hey, Kaya, my father. You are better off let her sleep so that you pray to your God alone. And find your neighbor or your friend who believes in that car and pray. Hallelujah. So that is Paul's commandment to Timothy. Amen. All right. I have been talking to you about food bearing. This is the month of evangelism. Amen. We are all dressed down. Hallelujah. 
And some of you, I don't know why your, your, your dress down is dress up or dress down. When I saw Daniel with his suspenders, I said, hey, Daniel! <laughs> is this your dress down? It's not easy. The, huh? the man is looking, he's looking very distant. I said, wow. This is his dress down with his suspenders. Too powerful. I tell you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but it also means soul winning. Amen. So, I've been talking about fruit bearing. And I need to preach about it because we need to bear fruits. I say we need to bear fruits. Hallelujah. Last week, I shared with us about reasons why some Christians do not bear fruit. You remember? Why we don't bear fruit? What are some of the reasons that we do, why people don't bear fruit? They are fake. They are not real. Hallelujah. They are fake. Why else don't they bear fruit? They are blind. They are short-sighted. They forgot that they were saved from their sins. You know, last week was very spectacular. The Bible says they don't bear fruit because they are blind. And I, I thought that we are blind from the reality of hell. Hallelujah. A lot of people come to church, but they don't believe in heaven and hell. Or the church, or the church is totally blinded. Huh. The church is totally blinded. The whole gospel is about me, myself, and I here. Nobody's thinking about eternity. We are blind. And last week was a classic example. Because as I was preaching, there were other parades in town. And when I went home, Brother Benoni sent me a WhatsApp of churches supporting gay and lesbian rights on a Sunday. You send it to me. On a Sunday. We support you. Uh, we love you. Uh, something, something. You guys are from, I mean, church. Churches. Yes. Supported it. I just sent him a test. This is what I'm talking about. Blind to hell. Because if you are a pastor who is conscious of heaven and hell, and you read your Bible, you will not leave your pulpit on Sunday morning to go and march. No, 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 any day, let alone Sunday. It, 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 it means that you are not conscious that there is heaven and there is hell. You may be politically correct here, but let me tell you something. The Bible says, fear the one who will torment your soul, not the one who will torment your flesh. There is heaven, there is hell. Then somebody said, oh, um, well, he believes that if Jesus Christ is here, Jesus Christ, was here, Jesus Christ will love them. I said, yes, I agree. He will love them. But he will tell them, go and sin no more. He will hate them. He will love them, but he will tell them, go. and He will not love them and, tell them to, and, and endorse them to continue. Go and sin no more. Nobody hates people for their lifestyle, but let me tell you something. Let's be real about hell. And he- heaven and hell. Don't, it's not about condemning anybody, but listen to me. 
like Bishop Saki oversees, it is better to frighten somebody to heaven than pamper him to hell. <laughs> Quote unquote, Bishop Yeti Saki. Yeti Saki said, I'd rather frighten you to heaven than pamper you. And, and, and you should not be surprised. Just like you'd rather be angry with your child so that he does well than to. So, to most parents will be angry to my child to be annoyed and let the child go to do the wrong thing. Isn't that what most parents are? Give me a year. Then Sarah, oh, it's okay if he doesn't do his homework. Exactly, not in your house. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. Is somebody hearing me? So please. We should not be blind of hell. And we should not be blind of heaven. Heaven and hell are real. And no matter our personal preferences, we must think of eternity. Hallelujah. And fear them not. <laughs> this is the scripture. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. This is the thing. Because some people, they can kill your body. Kill your money means that they can kill your job, they can take, your, they can take uh, some commission they are giving you, some money they are giving you, they are killing your body. But they cannot kill your soul. But rather you should be afraid. But rather fear him, which is able to destroy both body and soul, and that is God. Hallelujah. Let's preach the gospel. Look, let me tell you something. Real love Real love. This is this is this is this is this is, this is what I want to see. See, real love involves speaking the truth. When you really, 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 really love somebody, you tell them the truth. So don't tell me you love somebody when you know that this is the truth, and you don't tell the person you are a liar. Real love. If you love somebody genuinely, you tell the person the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So don't tell me that you love somebody when you, you refuse to tell the person the truth. Because most people honestly will prefer you tell them the truth for them to be saved. Because it's when you lie to people and eventually they find out, they will tell you, ah, so why didn't you tell me? That's real love. And the real love is that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the true gospel. Hallelujah. And then it begins to list some categories of things that can take people away from the kingdom. And if you love people, then tell them that. Look, anybody you love, that is the reason why, that is the reason why when somebody's child doesn't do well and they tell you, it's so relaxed, it's okay, it's a child, give him time. But when it's your child, you grow up. <laughs> That's the difference. When it's somebody's child, you are calm. No, he's young, take your time, don't be harsh, it's okay, he's going to reform. But when it's your child, you flip. Because the other one, it 
the disgrace into your house. This one brings the disgrace to your house. So there are two different things. Real love. I tell you, you speak the truth even if it hurts when it's real love. And you should thank God for a pastor who speaks the truth. Look, the gospel is under attack. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. The gospel is under attack. The gospel is under siege. You can see that uh, in the last days, 80 years are coming. The word of God is under pressure. But you should thank God. Jeremiah said, I will give them pastors. All right. And not only that, you say, I'll make their forehead stronger than their forehead, and you shall not be afraid of their faces. The gospel is under attack. But I thank God there's a remnant in the land. I said, there's a remnant in the land. There are, there are a people who will, not, who, who will not sell out. I said, there are people who will not compromise because we love God and we fear God more than we fear man. Can you hear me? Last week, when I preached, when I preached, when I preached, the meeting, I said, this is what I'm talking about. Blind. 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 Blind to, blind, blind to hell. Blind to hell. Blind to hell. And you have to be worried about preaching for your stomach. Prophets who preach for their stomach. Now, preach the gospel. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Are you going to preach the gospel? Or are you going to sell out? You're going to sell Jesus out. Sell Jesus out, he will sell you out. The amazing thing is that as they deny Christ and support all this, they are still broke. I'm telling you. Because, because they are still selling their churches. Their churches are still empty. They are still selling their churches. They've compromised, 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 compromised. Listen to me. Look, there's no photo stand on. Compromise too much. Sinking. Because a man can receive nothing except it begin from him from above. And if a, man, a man's will pleases the Lord, he causes his enemies to be at peace at him. So he found out that in spite of all the compromise, they are still going down. Preach the gospel. I say, let's preach the gospel. And God will protect you. God will keep you. You shall be. We see. You have to take the stand of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, "Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, concerning this matter, concerning this, we are not careful, and even if um, we, we shall not bow." We are not. We will not preach the gospel. Hallelujah! I'm preaching the gospel. That's the gospel. Challenging you to be true Christians. Hallelujah! Even if. Stand for the gospel. Yeah. Cannot, cannot sell out. You cannot deny Jesus Christ. Or sort of 
give a watered down version. The Bible is the Bible. The Bible is the Bible. And it is written black and white. All of us can read. So don't try to delete and insert. May God make our forehead stronger than their forehead. I say, may God make our forehead stronger than their forehead. We shall preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Please, get me right. I'm preaching. I'm sure it's on podcast. I'm going to get all these comments. You see, it's not about hate or love. You don't call something hate speech. Don't call truth hate speech. Don't call truth hate speech. If anything is close to hate speech, it's lies. Because, I, because if I love you, I'll tell you the truth. If I hate you, I will lie to you. No, she didn't call it. Yeah, no, no, let's preach the gospel. Amen. And it's not judgmental too. It's not judgmental. It's not judgmental. If you write an exam and you get 20% and the lecturer says because of the 20% you can't pass, don't say he's judging you. That's, that's the score. It's the truth. There's a marking scheme. And when they put the mark, your, your answers by the marking scheme, you got 18 wrong. How, how do you say this is judgmental? God has given us a way of living. He has given us his word, the Bible. And we are all trying to live by the Bible. And if something deviates from it, why do you call it judgmental? We are all, try- we are all forcing. I said we are all forcing. Are you hearing me? If I come and say, look, I mean, stop your lying. Don't, don't call me judgmental. I'm saying that by God's word, you, you see, you, you are deviating. Stop fornicating. Is that judgmental? But how come that when I say stop doing something, that one becomes judgmental? But every other that is not judgmental. Listen, we are all sinners. We are all trying to go by the marking scheme. There is none righteous. No, not one. Including the priest. We are all trying to get closer to the standard as much as possible. So, if you tell me what I'm doing wrong, I will accept it. And if I tell you what you are doing wrong, you also must accept it. I can only imagine. What it will be like to stand before him. Will you stand worshiping him? Or you stand trembling? Can only imagine. Hallelujah. Look, truth. Tell your neighbor, tell me the truth. Don't lie to me. Oh, the greatest blessing is somebody to tell you the truth. You should be able to tell your husband, honey, when you wake up, brush your teeth before you speak, wash your mouth. Smell. <laughs> and that's the truth. Because if you don't tell him that, he will go out and talk and, other, and put other people off. 
and may lose a, a, an important contract because of the way his mouth was smelling. But if you had told him the truth, you would have gotten the contract. <laughs> I'm preaching. Okay. So, let me, <laughs> I'm trying to preach the word. The word. Let's preach the word. I say, let's preach the word. Are there Christians in the church? Are you willing to stand up for Jesus? Or you sell Jesus out? Some of you look like you are going to sell it. I say, are you willing? Let me hear. Are you willing to stand up for Jesus? Stand up for Jesus? Yeah, let's stand up for the master. Father, thank you. And I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing. That anybody who stand up for God, God will stand up for you. And if God be for you, I say, if God be for you, I say, if God be for you, The Bible, the gospel has been seen. People have literally, people have physically fought the gospel. And the Karzins and all those guys, they, they, they bent Bible houses, they preached against the gospel. They, they terrorized the gospel. They, they've opposed the gospel. And they fought the gospel. And the gospel outlived all of them. The very house that that guy was using to fight, when he died, his house became a printing press to print the Bible. Don't joke with God's word. It is hard to kick against the pricks. Hallelujah. I can only imagine. So, I talk about blindness, so let me continue my fruit bearing. I'm preaching. And the reason why you must bear fruits, okay, fruits bearing, because God clearly said, you shall know them I said, you shall know them. So you know something clearly by the fruit. Not what it looks. I keep on telling you, looks are deceptive. Looks are very, very deceptive. Don't go by looks at all. One time somebody pointed to me about some adulteress in an area. Trying to, a woman who is sleeping with other people's husband. And when they showed that person to me, I couldn't believe my eyes. I said, hey! She will be the last person you would think. I mean, some innocent person be walking like that. <laughs> some, you know, I mean, if you see her hair and her gown walking like that. You see, when they say that there's an adulteress, you would think that's some slick, Jezebel looking type of person. This one. They say, pick, guess one person who is going to take your husband. You will never point to that woman. But you are the one. Are you hearing me? No, go by the fruit. See, that's why you have to read the Bible carefully. By the fruit. Don't go by looks. Because, you see, even in the Bible, it says that the harlot or the adulteress, 
She says that my husband or the man is away. Most people think that a single woman who are adulterous, no, it's married woman. I'm preaching. Because the single girl already now, she's suspicious. When she comes around, no, because she's not married, you think. I'm showing you. But when you read the Bible, the real one who is interested in your husband is the married one. The married one who does not like her husband. So, you are, you are rather go wild on this single sister. No, come on. No, are the real one. Preaching to you. I'm preaching. You are harassing the single sisters. You are always calling my husband. Listen to me. Singleness is not a disease. It's, it's not a disease. It's not a problem. And not everybody is meant to marry. Stop harassing them. You want a real adulterer? She's married. She's putting her lips. But she does not like her husband. This is the one you have. The harlot. You have not read the Bible. Because you see, you, because you will never suspect. Never. But the single one, you can see from, as soon as you see your antennas go up. So don't go by looks. Go by the fruits. I say go by the fruits. Christianity is judged by fruits. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, you shall know them by their fruits. So a real Christian will go by your fruits. Hallelujah. I mean, we live in a world where not everybody who looks like a woman is a woman. Not everybody who looks like a man is a man. So, that's why God gave us that litmus test. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, when the, the Christians, they were, first called, they were first called Christians in Antioch. That's why they were first called Christians. In Antioch, in the book of Acts. Antioch. Because they were Christ-like. The people saw their behavior to be like Christ. They saw their preaching, their witnessing, their miracles. They said, these people have been with Christ. It wasn't by their dressing. It wasn't by the cars they drive. It was by their behavior, which pointed to a Christ-like behavior. You judge by the fruits, not the looks. Hallelujah. That like Bishop used to tell us earlier on, that the father somebody has won a maxi and has not done her hair. And has not wearing earrings. That's not mean she's a holy sister. It doesn't mean that at all. Holiness is not in your maxi dress and your undone hair. inside. I'm preaching to you. Don't look at me. I'm preaching to you. The fact that the means the Because yes, the fact that she has done her hair long and her nails are long and she wearing high that's not mean she's a sinner. She's probably more holy than you. Sinner. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, they were called Christians in Antioch. By their fruits. Amen. Yeah. And by the way, 
the most attractive part of every tree is the fruit. What draws us to a tree is the fruit. That's why when the tree has not burned fruit, nobody goes to it. When it begins to bear fruit, then everybody gets to it. That's the most attractive part. So if you want to be an attractive Christian, then bear fruit. And angels will be attracted to you. The Holy Spirit will be attracted to you. Hallelujah. Okay, so. Blindness is one. Today let me go to another reason why. Another reason. Let me see how many I can give you. Reason why we don't bear fruit. Mark chapter 14. Sorry, Mark chapter 4. Verse 14 to 20. Mark 4. Jesus Christ spoke a parable. And then he began to explain the parable. He said, the sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown. But when they have heard, when they have heard Satan cometh immediately and taketh take away the word that was sown in their hearts. Okay? And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And having no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among tongues, such as hear the word. And the curse of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the last of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Amen. Here, God has given us another reason why we don't bear fruit. Are you hearing me? And the reason here is that it's not that you didn't hear the word. You were in church, you heard the word. It's not that you, did, it's not that you didn't have your quiet time. It's not that you didn't read, you, you, you even read the book, Fruit Bearing. Many are, many are called. You read, it's not that you, you got the word, but somehow you still did not become a fruitful Christian. And the Bible is saying that the reason why we get into that condition, whereby we are in church, we hear the word, we want to do it, but we don't become fruitful, is because something else is choking the word. Hallelujah. Something else is making the word can't breathe. I can't breathe. The word of God cannot breathe because something is choking it in your life. Choking it. And it begins to list the chokers. It said the first choker is the curse of this world. The curse of this world. The curse. The curse of this world. Every day, every day curse. It can choke you from being a fruitful Christian. It didn't say the sin. It's not a sin. It's not a sin. It's the curse. Ordinary living life. The bills got to be paid. The children got to go to school. My children have after school program. One child, how many programs can one child do? Small child. Today he's dancing, tomorrow he's swimming, next day he's playing basketball, next day he's jumping hoops. One small child. Program after program. The curse of this world. My house. My wife. I'm pregnant. I am pregnant. You know, I remember the pregnancy, the pregnancy, the pregnancy. Listen to me. I told my wife, she always tell you, pregnancy is not a disease. It's a physiological state. 
Thank you very much. I have another who's confirming. It's very transient. So don't bamboozle us with your pregnancy. Oh, Reverend, you know, I'm pregnant. It's like I'm pregnant. Please, please, please. Oh, let me go there. I, I remember when we got married. The first place, she started, no, I, I gave her that warning long ago. That it will not be tolerated in this house. Because it's not a disease. <laughs> Ask her, I'm telling you. I gave her that question. I said, it's not a disease. It's a physiological. So, 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 so don't, don't even start it. So right from the way, I, I cut it off. <laughs> yeah? There's scientific evidence. There's scientific evidence to back it up. Even, even, oh, well, because I'm pregnant, I, when I see red, I throw up. Uh, if I see blue, something you do to me. When I smell onions, then my back begins to itch. Hey! <laughs> my pregnancy. <laughs> well, um, uh, well, well, you have to change your perfume because I'm pregnant. Because your perfume is making me my nose block. Uh, you have, to, you have, you have, you have to, you have to change the soap because the soap is making my ears itch. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you have to change the car because when I sit on the car seat, I begin to sneeze too much. I'm pregnant, you. So I tell you, look, listen. Listen. Oh, I'm throwing up. You see, it's, it's not, one, it's not a disease. And two, it is also because of your comfort level. That's why I get all those symptoms. Oh, you don't know that? Oh, yeah. And because you are too comfortable. That's what my back is hurting. My neck is hurting. I'm, you are too comfortable. Because they did a research. See, throwing up in pregnancy, which is hyperemesis. They did a research and they found out that during the Second World War, when all the war in England, and there were no husbands at home, the incidence of vomiting during pregnancy. <laughs> that was a real research. <laughs> yeah, it went down. The incidence went down. It was a real research. And then, and then they concluded that it is an affluent sickness because there's somebody to listen to your complaint. That's why it's happening. But if there's no man to listen, it doesn't happen. <laughs> it should not be before. Because there's somebody to listen. But what's at war and there's nobody to listen? It, it, it went down. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's a research. It's done. It was published. Oh, no, 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 you see. Because there's somebody. You see, it's somebody to listen to the, and scratch my. If there's nobody to scratch your back for you, you write it. <laughs> let me preach. Let me preach my word. I beg you. Let me preach. Yeah. What is it? They don't permit in Kenya. So. What is that? The curse of this world. Okay? They choke. See, and the curse of your normal, my job, my child, my school. These are all real. Everybody has problems. There's nobody. We have, what, we have prayers that we are waiting for an answer. All of us want an answer. So you are not the only one with a problem. 
All of us have unanswered prayers. Quam you. Say that it choked you from serving God. That's what I'm talking about. Who here doesn't have a problem? I say, who here doesn't have a problem? 100% answered prayers. We still cannot, we don't have 100% answered prayers. Yeah. Are you hearing me? So, I'm preaching, don't, you don't let your situation, your need, you know, uh, you know, uh, Reverend, you know, this my, my, my job, my job. Reverend, my job, my job. My job, my job. You know what? My job. Let me say my job. My job. That's my job. What job? I say you must rise up above the case. Yeah. Part of your problems. I'm preaching to you. You must be able to come for rehearsal in spite of your problems. Witness to somebody in spite of your problems. You must rise up above your problems. Nobody here is problem free. The only day will be problem is when we get to heaven. Rise up. Nobody, everybody has a problem. Oh, my job. You know, Reverend, my kids, my kids, my kids. Some of you treat your, 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 your children as if they are eggs. Kate, no, nobody should touch my child. Please, please, where were you raised? I'm not saying like leave your children like free range, but you see, learn to, you know, learn to, you see, I, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I should tell maybe this might be, look, look. As a parent, as, as a parent, you can only do so much for your child. That's why the Bible says that, except the Lord watch, you watch in vain. Except the Lord build, you build in vain. But at the end of the day, the one who really will direct the child to is the Spirit of God, not you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, like I was saying, I mean, most of us, most of us, we change not by the words of our parents. Couldn't advise you. Your parents could not advise you. Yeah. Because it's the Holy Spirit. Parents. Your parents, you are jumping the wall, you are lying to them. Your parents, you are jumping the wall. Yeah. I know, I mean, I come from when you a child does bad things and it comes, they whip you. Okay? Whip. But don't try to whip any child here. You'll be in trouble, okay? <laughs> Must look. And this particular girl, I mean, bad girl. Bad, bad, bad. And she knows that at the point, when she, when, after she has gone to do it, but when she's coming home, she brings her own cane. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, do you understand what I'm saying? I know the punishment already. Yeah. What am I saying? Your parental, parental screaming and discipline, even though it's good, does not change a child. It's the Holy Spirit. Bring your children to God, church. Let them be involved in church. Do witnessing. And the Spirit of God will touch them. Yeah. That's why there's one brother. There's one brother in the church. One brother in this our church. 
I mean, troublesome. Headache. In the community that he grew up, they take him to school, trouble in school, somebody witnessed to him. Then he gave his life to Christ. His father picked up the phone and called the pastor that the God of Lighthouse, he must be a very great God. <laughs> <laughs> and, today, and today, he's in church. A shepherd, almost a minister. <laughs> yeah? Father picked up the phone and said, hey! Whatever God is in that church, it must be a great God. This boy! <laughs> this boy. This boy! Sitting down, not fighting. He and his friend, gambling. No gambling? Do they do? And he's talking about that. Yes, do, do, do they do? He's in church. Today he's almost a pastor. You see, and it's almost, almost I mean, a Christian married, stable. His father could not change him. It's the word of God. And most of you were like that. Don't look at me. You were like, oh, me, I wasn't like that. You were, you were equal. You were not loud, but you were bad. This is being, being quiet does not mean you are good. There's something called quiet and stubborn. Quietly stubborn. And they are the difficult ones. So, church, the curse of this world. Hallelujah. I say the curse of this world should not take away the word of God from you. As for issues, there will be issues. As for problems, there will be problems. Amen. Yeah. And, 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 it, and the, deceitful, the deceitfulness of riches and the last of other things. Other things. They choke the word. Deceitfulness. Deceitfulness. Riches deceiving you. Last of other things. Other things. I mean, the curse of. And some of us, the care, some, of, some of us, we don't need to care about it, but we care. Because of the last. You, you always. I can tell you that. You have enough shoes. You have enough dress. But the last thereof. Your clothes are tripping over. You probably can go two years without buying any new shirt. Without buying any new shoe. I can tell you, some of you ladies say, can go for three years. I can, if you like, come and bet with me. Three years. Your current stock, you don't need to buy anymore. I'm preaching. But you keep on buying. You keep on buying. Upon other things. And what, what amazes me is that in the morning, when they are stuff, when you are going out, they say, Oh, I can't find anything to wear. You can't find anything to wear, don't be. shoes and clothes and you still say I can't find anything to wear I'm preaching hey, hey yeah, you're laughing I mean I'm talking about jumping over shoes and clothes and you are saying that oh, I can't find anything to wear Joe I can't find anything to wear 
And some of them say, I don't have ah. if you don't annoying. I don't have anything to wear. You don't have anything to wear. It's a woman's thing. The last of the <laughs> Yeah. Last of other things. Because you are standing there. Not that you don't have one, but you are looking for the last of other things. You are looking for a yellow bassinet. Oh, uh, 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 it's what? Uh, bassinet, sorry. <laughs> a yellow fascinator. A yellow earring with black in the middle. A yellow, uh, yellow, black, yellow bangles. And a shoe that is black with yellow stripes. And a bag. The bag is what? The bag is what? Yellow. Then after you've gone all that, now you go to your makeup. You need a yellow mascara too. Listen, the curse of this world. Amen. Yeah. That's why. But look, I'm preaching to a good message. You have enough. I say you have enough. Sometimes we last after things. I mean, I just moved a couple of weeks ago. I'm still unpacking. I couldn't find my shoes. The box with my shoes, I couldn't find them. So the only shoe I had is this one. And I've been wearing it for two weeks. It doesn't bother me. My box of shoes is missing until I found it yesterday. I just for you the one I told I found it. Yeah, I found it yesterday. After, for, so for the past, whatever, for work, shoe, uh, work, church, same old. It's working. But, uh, but, but I am a man, so I'm not recommending it to women. Women issues, so I'm not saying don't. <laughs> I'm just saying as, as a man, please don't tell a wife to wear one shoe. That, 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 would, <laughs> that would be the... the <laughs> I'm telling you. Dwell with them according to knowledge, okay? Please. As for women, we understand. So, I beg you. Amen. Let me give you a last, another important reason in our prayer. Another reason why we don't bear fruits. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Let's believe God. Though. Are you hearing me? Especially, you see, the distractions. Think about it carefully. Because of this, I can't do this. Because of this, I can't do this. My job, my child, my pregnancy, my school. Listen. It is God who watch. Amen. Your health. Everybody think about it carefully. No matter, see, no matter how wealthy you are, or the type of bed, or, no, or the type of bed you sleep on. See, the type of bed it is golden bed, water bed, uh, whatever uh, golden bed, whatever bed you have. Whatever bed you have, the day you get admitted to the hospital, you cannot carry your bed to the hospital. Have you thought about it? You have to use 
the hospital bed. No matter the type of bed you have in your house, you have to use the hospital. You cannot say that I have a golden bed, so bring the golden It is not allowed. You have to still sleep on the hospital bed that other people have slept on. Some have died, some have recovered, and you are sleeping on. You have not thought about it. The bed that they put in the hospital, somebody stayed on and died. You may have a sleep number bed. Program it. But the fact you cannot bring it to the hospital. So what I'm trying to say is that there are some things money cannot buy. No matter how wealthy you are, you cannot bring your bed to the hospital. No matter how wealthy you are, at the end of the day, it is God who keeps you. So don't let any blessing or prosperity keep you away from God. He is the giver of life. Your blessing. I, I want God to bless you. I want God to prosper you. I want God to give you a big house. I want God to give you a But that should not keep you away from God. Yeah. He's number one. I say he's number one. No blessing should keep you away. Yeah. You never thought about it. You may be the richest man, but you are not allowed to bring your bed to the hospital. Yeah. Hallelujah. Second reason. Let me finish this one quickly. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Another reason why we don't bear fruit is immaturity, childishness. You're childish. You are childish. Because physiologically speaking, a child cannot give birth. Do you understand what I'm saying? A child cannot give birth. Hallelujah. You have not developed the structures to give birth. In the same way, Christians who are immature, who are childish, they don't give birth. And sometimes the reason why we don't, we don't have no souls, you have no comfort, because you yourself, you are childish. You have been in the church for too long, but you are a child. Because spiritual maturity has nothing to do with how long you have been in the church. It has all, it has all to do with how much of the fruit of the spirit you have. That's why you may have people who are in the church, chronically in the church, but they are still childish. So immaturity, being childish, and, and you can see, you can see a childish behavior. One of the things about children is that children cannot sit still. Do you know children cannot sit still? They can't. That's why we send them there. They cannot sit still. They have a short attention span. Yeah. Small, they have to move. And so, in the same way, a sign that you are a childish Christian is because you cannot sit still. You are unstable. Today you are in this church. Tomorrow you are in this church. Today, tomorrow you are listening to this prophet. Next week you are listening to this evangelist. All over the place. You are unstable. You are a child. You cannot bear fruit. You need stability to grow. As a, as a tree planted by the riverside. You see, progress comes with stability. That is why it doesn't even matter what job you do. So long as you are stable in it, you will prosper. Unstable. Unstable. Today, this man is coming. This prophet is coming. I mean, listen to me. I mean, not to say anything. You have reverend or say as your pastor. What does you want? <laughs> ah, let me say it. Abeku, let me say it. Abeku, let me say it. You have reverend doctor or say as your pastor. What else do you want? Let me say it. 
Others. What word do you want to hear? What counseling do you want to hear? I'm preaching to you spiritually. I'm counseling you physically, emotionally. What else do you want? Why can't you sit still? Stop behaving like a child. Like a child. You are hearing the testimony. What? Stop you are in the lighthouse chapel with Bishop Dagwood Mills. I mean, anointing for anointing on earth now. Yeah. Stop being a child. Stability. I say stability. It's a sign of a, it's a sign that you are a child. Is that you can't sit still? That's why. That's why they say. That's why they use the term playboy. The term is playboy. Because you play. Because you are a boy. That's why you go from one girl to another to another. So you are a playboy. I have not thought about it. That's the meaning of that word. It's like the fact that you cannot stay. You keep moving from around. You are still a boy. You are not a man. Marriage is for married men. It's for married men. Marriage, because, because what is marriage? Marriage means that I am with this one forever, for better, for worse. And anybody who has been married, when you get into it, there are times that you feel like living. But because you are a man and not a boy, because you are a man and not a boy, that is why you stay, because you are mature. And you understand that stability brings progress. That's why the, that's, that's why the word is playboy. There's nothing like a playman. Men don't play. Tell your neighbor, men don't play. Yeah. I'm preaching. I say, say, say if there's a brother by you, say, men don't play. It's boys. I mean, at your age, at your age, with your pot belly, then hey, come on. Ah! <laughs> Men don't play. I'm preaching. Yeah, men don't play. The fact that you are playing around makes you a boy. And Paul said that when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I mean, it's time you grow up. Hallelujah. Yeah. Maturity. Children. You see? When I was a child, another thing, another thing about children is that children always think that their neighbor's house is nicer. Haven't you seen that? They think that the neighbor's house, the food is nicer. The parents are nicer. Oh, want to go to the neighbor's house? Want to go to the neighbor's house? Can we do a sleepover? You see, it's a child who thinks like that. Yeah. But when you an adult doesn't think like that. So, 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 so you are in the church. This place, this church is nicer. This one. The neighbor's house is with me. I can tell you one thing. You will prosper by being stable. 
I said, you prosper by being stable. Like a tree planted, like a tree planted in truth. You see, that is why, you see, that is why David couldn't build the temple. Even though he had a desire to build, it was very unstable. Today, fight. A fight here, a fight there. Absalom. The man was always. So God said, listen, even though you want to build, there's too much war around you. But I will let your son Solomon. And the first thing that God did for Solomon was to grant him peace. Stability. Conquer on every side. As soon as you are stable, you will grow. May God give you stability. I said, may you be stable. In your job, may you be stable. In your career, may you be stable. In your mind, may you be stable. In your ministry, may you be stable. May stability come your way so that you shall progress. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Long preserve yes, Lord. for our walk in this world. Yes, Lord. They resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Oh, let's pray, oh God. Words of life, they give us strength. Help us go. Holy Spirit. We roam. Ancient words will guide us. I close. The word of God. The word of God is life. What shall it profit a man? Very soon we are going to come for communion and the body. But Paul said that some of you fall asleep. It doesn't benefit you because you don't understand it. So before you take communion, you must be born again. And this afternoon, I want to give you an opportunity. There's anybody here, you are not born again. You are not saved. You see, don't take communion without being born again. You must be born again. Now, please lift up your hand if you want to be born again. To be born again means that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You are sure of going to heaven when you die, not hell. Please, anybody like that, lift up your hand. Young or old, I pray for you. You are not born again? Please lift up your hand. Father, we thank you for this service. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the saints that have been saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. And get ready for communion. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.